Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and this is the Relationships Made Easy podcast. We're up to episode 63, people. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Metcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. Oh, it's happening. I've been doing this for over a year, every week, coming at you. Today, I'm going to be talking about how being happy for your partner equals a happy relationship. And believe it or not, there's probably a lot of times that you're not happy for your partner even though you quote unquote should be, and you might not even notice it. So there might be times you do notice that they share something great and you're, and you immediately go into that competition mindset of, oh, great. Now I don't have, I won't have as much time or what does this mean for me? Am I going to lose anything? Is something bad going to go my way? Cause you're getting this great thing. I'm going to have to take on more work or time with the kids or whatever, or there's going to be less money in the relationship because you're using it for your thing, whatever this, these subtle ways of competition come up. And we've been talking about competition all this month in September of, and this is kind of my last broadcast on that particular topic. Topic. And uh, so before we jump in too much, I do want to say that I'm going to have something special at the end of the podcast that I'm going to be um, offering. And so please listen to the end. I know it's a cliffhanger. It's annoying. Get over it. So, you know, got to keep you in there. But <laughs> so when we keep score in our relationships, we set ourselves up to be competing with our partner. I've been saying this over and over this month. And by default, This means you won't be happy when your partner shares good news, because how can you be? If you're competing and they do well, it means you're losing. So instead of being happy that your partner got a promotion, you end up saying or thinking, uh, well, good for you. You got that promotion. You're getting to travel to Europe for work now. I guess I'll just be stuck at home taking care of the kids. Uh, You know, that kind of stuff can come up. So I'm giving you a nasty voice. You probably don't have that catty voice. Sorry. Uh, So today we're going to talk about how to get out of this cycle and why being happy for your partner is not only good for your relationship, 
but good for your personal mental health as well. I'm going to come at you with some good research today so you can really understand how how crucial this piece is and not to treat it like a throwaway. So, uh, and before we jump in, you know, I do a little listener highlight now and because I so appreciate when you leave a review or send me a question. So today I'm going to give a shout out to Sarah G from Harrisburg, PA, Pennsylvania. And she says, (laughs) this is really cute. So thank you, Sarah. Okay, Abby, I'm stalking you. I originally found your podcast and fell in love. And now I'm watching your YouTube channel and I get your weekly newsletter, which has made me laugh out loud. I live in a small town in Pennsylvania where there are very limited resources and I feel like I have access to the best there is now that I found you. Thank you so much. You're really changing lives, especially mine. Okay, I'm blushing over here, Sarah. So thank you for that. And I hope everyone has also found my YouTube channel. And if you want to get my newsletter, you can sign up on the website. So let's jump in. Let's get to it. When your partner has something good happen, let me just ask that. Do you ever get resentful? Do you ever act as if they scored a goal and you're the loser watching it happen? Has that ever happened to you in any relationship you've ever had? So uh, John Gottman, he's a famous marriage researcher in New York who I quote all the time. I love his research. Uh, He's shown that couples who don't connect over each other's good news end up in bad straits. And he calls these couples disaster couples, kind of a mean term, isn't it? Uh, So what he found with these disaster couples is that, quote unquote, when one person in the relationship shared the good news of, say, a promotion at work with excitement, the other would respond with wooden disinterest by checking his watch or shutting the conversation down with a comment like, oh, that's nice. (laughs) So if you've ever done any of that, then you might be in that category. So we sh- let's, we're going to talk about it. In my experience, lots of couples do pretty well when the going gets really rough. And I mean, when those, you know, big things take place or when those really huge decisions need to happen. Uh, this is sometimes often a time when couples can feel even closer, you know, so are we going to move? You know, am I going to take that big promotion at work? Are we going to have children or what school are they going to go to? Or, you know, I want to take a job overseas or I want to go back to school, you know, like big decisions or God forbid there's a sickness in the family or someone's, you know, maybe parent is dying or has died or something big. When those things happen that are just difficult and hard, uh, I and especially when there's actual bad news, like getting fired or, again, someone dying or some big fight with someone, I usually find that couples do great. They, they can come together. They can really talk about things. And the problem is that those big bad things don't happen very often unless you're living in some bad movie. Uh, they just don't. You know, that's, you're not going to bomb very often over those big bad things. However, so that's kind of a short-lived bonding. So, but the happy things can happen all the time, just even little good news, you know, little pieces of something. So, and what the research shows is even more important than being there for the bad things is being there for the good. So it's not just about when the going gets rough, it's about when the going gets good. (laughs) So 
yes. So being there for your mate when the going goes right is actually more important. I just want to say that again, for relationship satisfaction and happiness, according to the research, I know, than being there when it's bad. So, but let, let me give you one. So how often has something like this happened to you? You know, you come home and you're ecstatic You've with some great news. You've got something really good. Maybe the Mets won today. <laughs> Maybe you just found out a Dairy Queen is opening near you. Uh, those would be my big ones. Or maybe you got, you know, that, yeah, you got that big promotion at work, something like that. And you tell your partner the joyous news, but instead of being excited for you, they greet your news with uh, indifference or, you know, very little or low energy. And I want you to think about it for a minute. How do you feel? And again, I gave you some examples there of things that are big, like a promotion at work and things that are small, like the Mets winning and things in the middle, like, Ooh, a Dairy Queen is near me. Uh, you all know I like my ice cream. So any of those things, though, if your partner sort of blows it off or goes, oh, yeah, okay, go oh, great. And then, or you see a fake smile, even worse, right? If you're like most people, it actually dampens your happiness level when that happens, interestingly enough. So your partner can really bring you down, right? You, you've seen it. You're so excited because you want to share it. We psychologists have a special word for this desire to share these happy events, isn't it? We always have a word, don't we? And it's called capitalization. And capitalization is, is that very thing when you want to share good news and it strengthens our bonds with other people. So that's what it does. And it seems to be there from an evolutionary perspective, but uh, the research shows that just by sharing your good news with other people, you end up feeling more positive, more satisfied with your life, you gain better self-esteem, and it actually decreases loneliness. Those, all those things happen, again, from the research, and I'll, I always link to it in the show notes, and I will today. All those things happen when we share something good, when we have this capitalization. Now, if your partner is sharing good news with you and you react with all the feels, you know, <laughs> if you're warm, you're enthusiastic, you act involved, they'll feel more positive and satisfied in their own life. Isn't that amazing? If you're remembering that you're a shared resource, this means that you get all that good stuff coming right to you also. So it's a win-win, people. It's a win-win. Your partner's win is always your win. And that's the thing. But when we start getting into that fear-based mindset, that competition, we start to see, again, that we're losing because they've got more. They've got something. Maybe you start to think, oh, now that they're, they've lost all this weight, now they're, gonna, uh, they're not going to want to be with me anymore. They're going to find someone else. Or now that they're you know, traveling for work, they're going to realize how boring I am or, uh, you know, or I'm just going to be left behind in my little life. I'm not growing the way they're growing. You know, we just start to compare and we start to get afraid. And that's when we stop being happy for them. So in the research, couples who perceive that their partners generally, generally respond to their good news with excitement and enthusiasm, they tend to report that they have better relationship quality including greater trust, more intimacy, and greater relationship satisfaction. I mean, again, the research blows this stuff out of the water. It's kind of amazing. So being happy for your partner, are you already getting it, right? It's pretty huge. And this feeling of them being happy for you is also kind of huge. Now, here's something crazy that goes along with this is that research by uh, Shelley Gable and Jonathan Haidt, if you haven't read things by Jonathan Haidt, you should. He's I won't even get into that here, but great books. Anyway, research by the two of those suggests that we actually have, get this, 
three times more positive experiences than negative ones. Yeah. Day-to-day basis in your life, you actually have three times more positive experience than you experience negative ones. So why are we so often focused on the bad? Why does that happen when there's actually more positive? Well, there's three main reasons um, that they talk about from their research. And the first one is something called the negativity bias. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And this is basically, I've talked about this before on the podcast. This is your, you're hardwired. Uh, you have a hardwired tendency to give more psychological weight to bad experiences than to good ones. And you can imagine why this is hardwired from our prehistoric times uh, when, you know, if I had to have it hardwired that when I walked out of the cave that we didn't necessarily live in caves, but you're going to let this go, uh, that when I walked out of the cave that I would look for, I'd be hardwired that a tiger or something might eat me. So I'd be, th- so most of the time I walked out of the cave, there wasn't a tiger, right? There wasn't anything about to eat me, but sometimes there was. And if I missed that one time, I was screwed because I was dead, literally dead. See, missing something bad before didn't just mean, oh, that sucks. It meant, oh my gosh, I'm dead. <laughs> so we are hardwired to look for that negative and to be responding to the negative and to be waiting for the negative all the time. And again, we call this the negativity bias. So you have, so we give more weight psychologically in our heads, you know, to the bad things that happen. They, they stay there longer and they're easier to retrieve. Those memories are easier to retrieve than the good ones. All that, it goes on and on. I could do a whole podcast just on this. So that's one main reason that we focus on the bad instead of the good. The second one is something called habituation. And basically, in layman's terms, um, this is, so you, you get a happy, you might get a happiness boost from some something good that happens, some good new thing. But over time, you get used to that good new thing. And they stop having the same effect. That's basically what that is. I, I think the the technical definition is, is um, it's like the diminishing of a physiological or emotional response to a frequently repeated stimulus. I would, how do you like that? That's pretty fancy talk, isn't it? But basically, <laughs> some good comes at you and you habituate to it. You get used to it. And that the more it happens, the less happiness you get from it. That's basically what it is. So that's the other reason why we experience more negative than positive. And we think that way. So even though it's not happening, the things that were good are having less impact. And then the third is sort of, is a uh, from our culture, from the culture. And 
maybe that's certainly different larger cultures. Uh, you know, if you're, I don't know, uh, Pakistani versus Taiwanese versus, uh, you know, Brazilian, you know, you, you have different experiences and different ways that good news is allowed to be shared and how it's shared and all that good stuff. Um, I can speak to my own growing up that there was, we, we, there was an idea of showing off. Like if you shared something good, it meant you were showing off and bragging. And that was seen as, you know, you're being quote unquote, too big for your britches. I used to hear that. I've heard that. Um, I know for me personally, it's very hard to share when good things happen. Um, because it does, it feels like I'm bragging. And even though I'm just sharing something great, <laughs> just saying, or something I'm proud of, like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud, you know, of this thing. Uh, I did the TED talk recently. And a lot of you know, I was talking about it going up to it and after. And I have to say that's something that a couple years ago, even I probably wouldn't have mentioned, I, I or I would have mentioned it in passing or something. It's It's been a whole thing to start really talking about this stuff and owning it and feeling good about it. It's uh, yeah, it's a thing. Um, so a lot of you might have that too, or, you know, if I get a compliment, I used to never be able to take a compliment ever, ever, ever. Um, it, cause again, it would seem like I'm full of myself or I don't know what. And now I really try to hear it and take it in. I actually put my, I was taught to put my hand on my heart and to say, thank you. You know, oh, that feels good. Thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate you saying that. Some, whatever it is, whatever's real in the moment. Um, I sometimes I've even said, wow, it's hard to hear. You know, I don't accept compliments well, but, and thank you. Cause that's, that means a lot to me. Um, so those things that are, that are real like that. And then the other thing is this idea that you're going to jinx something. <laughs> uh, if I share something good, I'm going to jinx it. And uh, we Jews have this whole, uh, this Yiddish thing. Uh, we say kenahora, like, like we're, we're, when something good happens, you, 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 kenahora, poo poo, like you, <laughs> you, you don't want the gods to be angry and pay attention. Um, because then they'll, you know, that you're bragging about something because then they'll take it away. Uh, so you don't want to jinx it. And I, and certainly that word has been around, you don't have to be Jewish to, to know that word. So there's a lot of that that happens too, with why we focus on the bad and focus on the negative. So all those are reasons why, but here's the deal. You can override your brain's tendency to focus on the negative you can, and you can do it with all this capitalization, with all this sharing of good news, with purposely doing it. Again, you know, the research shows that when you share the good and receive the good, you know, well in your relationship, you get a height, you get this heightened well-being, increased overall life satisfaction, and that you even get more energy. All of those things happen with this capitalization. So, now, again, studies have found that the way you respond to your partner's good news is the most crucial factor in tightening your bond or undermining it. I'm going to say that again. How you respond to your partner's good news is one of the most crucial factors in tightening your bond or undermining your bond. And you know this is true because think of how you feel if your partner responds a certain way to your good news. So that's how they feel depending on how you respond to them. So you've got to make sure that you're your partner's biggest support. And I will say it's really important to think about when you when you do anything. So when you uh, hear good news or, you know, they share something that, that you want to make sure that your first reactions are positive and not 
uh, interrogation questions or like, well, that's going to be hard. I don't know. You know, any kind of negative response. You really, really have to get out of that. It doesn't mean you can't ask questions later. It doesn't mean you can't figure things out later. It means that your first reactions need to be very specific. So because I'm who I am, Uh, And I want to get specific with you right now about how exactly to be that biggest cheerleader. I've created sort of a five point checklist, so to speak, (laughs) for you to so that the next time your partner shares something positive, I want you to follow these simple steps and they'll create connection, trust, bonding right away, because that's what we're always trying to do, aren't we? We're trying to create those things. So first step is your body language. I want you to be aware of the signals you're sending out with your body language. You you know, making direct eye contact, uh, keeping an open body posture, getting up and standing. If you're sitting down, your partner comes in all excited standing up and they're sharing something great and you stay sitting, not good. Get the frig up, stand up, (laughs) move towards them. And definitely remember to smile and nod. I'm amazed at how often people can forget those two things. Smile and nod. Smiling and nodding feels so good when people are doing it to you. Trust me, it feels good back. Two, I want you to give them your full attention. Full. Full attention. Not a little bit, full. This means 100%. It means putting away your cell phone. So not just putting it down, not holding it in your hand and lowering it. I mean like sticking it away. If your partner says, hey, I really want to talk to you about something, put that phone away. Get it out of your sight. Uh, Close the computer. Step away from the stove. Stop if you're working in your workshop. Stop working on whatever you're working on. Stop doing anything else and give your partner your full 100% focus and attention. And you know how you feel when someone does this for you. So by the way, just doing these first two is incredible. If that's all you do, trust me, someone will feel very heard and it's great. But if you want an A++ on your paper, then I want you to do the next three steps. So third, I want you to say something, but with enthusiasm. So Uh, you know, oh, that's so awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. This is incredible. You've been working so hard at this. You must be over the moon. This is such great news. I know you worked hard for this. this. You completely deserve it. This is great, right? Any of those kinds of things, you hear me? If you're not the cheerleading type, it's okay. Uh, You don't have to act like me if you don't, if you're not me. (laughs) But I do want you to really own it, feel it, you know, get there. And then the fourth thing is to ask questions, but now is not the time to ask questions that undermine anything. This isn't the time to ask like, well, well, how are we going to afford that? Or how, you know, this isn't that time. Instead, I want you to be curious and find out more about it. Because by the way, this might answer your questions for later. So asking, ask questions about Uh, whatever happens. So you can get more information and be a part of what's happening. So, you know, wow. So tell me more. Uh, You're, you're, what, what first happened when your boss was giving you that promotion? Like, did, did, did she call you into her office? Um, You know, did she do it in front of other people? What did she say? What'd she say? Give me the details. Um, Do you see what I'm saying here? This is, uh, this is more. So, uh, Oh my gosh, there's there's a Dairy Queen opening soon? Where is it going to be? When did they say it's opening? Oh, that's so great. Don't be thinking in the moment like, 
oh gosh, I'm going to gain weight if there's a Dairy Queen close by. This is not good news for me. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever other negative things you're thinking, don't go there. Go to questions that ask more about the details of what happened. Tell me, you know, tell me more about it. So wait, start from the beginning. I want to hear the whole thing. Get the whole picture and really feel like you could have been there, like enough that you feel like you could have been there. Okay. Do you see the difference there? All right. And then five, the last part is I want you to feel it. So remember, this is your win too. Remember shared resource, (laughs) you and your partner, your shared resource. So their win or happiness is yours. So Take that feeling in and experience it as a shared experience as much as possible. If you feel it, you won't sound phony or like you're, you know, uh, trying to act a certain way. You will not feel phony at all. Really feel it. Really notice in your heart. Take a breath, breathe it in and think, wow, this is so frigging cool. I love this person so much and I'm so happy that this has happened for them. It just feels so good. And that's where the bonding is. That's where the trust gets developed. That's where all that happens. It's so, so great. So, okay. So those are my five steps uh, before we end. And I tell you about my special thing are the notice your body language, give your full attention, say something with enthusiasm, ask questions and feel it, feel it. Okay. So You've learned a lot this month about how competition is the biggest problem in your relationship. I've been talking about it last four. This is the fourth uh, podcast I've done on this. And I've been getting emails and some DMs uh, asking how you can learn more um, and have some time with me. I get asked that a lot. I have people who live far away or just sort of hear my voice (laughs) or, uh, you know, can't afford maybe to see me in person, any of those things. I often get asked for, for more, like how, how can we see you kind of live? And so I'm going to be offering something special and it's going to come out next week. I'm going to be doing a classroom series starting next Wednesday, October 2nd. And you can uh, sign up if you go to the show notes, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 63. But let me tell you about it. So basically, you're going to have, it's a classroom. You're going to have an hour and a half on a call with me. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to limit it to 20 people. So it's going to be a video call. I'm going to send you a link how to do that. It's really easy. And you're going to be able to, I'm going to give you a teach, a more teaching about this topic. And you're going to be able to ask specific questions that apply to you. I know. And uh, you don't have to have your face on the video call or anything like that. It's just going to be my face everybody's looking at. So you'll have some privacy. Um, I won't be yelling out people's first and last names. And uh, But I really hope everybody kind of helps each other too. But I'm limiting this to 20 people so that we can really get like down to, to true questions. And trust me, questions you have are questions other people have. Examples you have are examples other people have. I know because I talk to you all, all the time and I get them all the time. And I and you hear me actually share examples all the time because there's so much that's similar in relationships, much more than you think. And so you're going to have this special time with me, an hour and a half, uh, where I'm going to do, a, I'm gonna, it's going to be a classroom. I'm going to do a series of these each month, each month on the podcast, we're going to have a teach all month and then we're going to, I'm going to have a call that you can get on uh, and you can learn right from me. You can ask me direct questions. It's what you've been asking for and I'm bringing it to you. But 
that I'm assuming the seats are going to fill up really fast. They have in the past when I've done this kind of thing. So uh, I'm not making that up. It's really what happens. So if you want to sign up, you should do it right after you hear this podcast. Go to the show notes, abbymetcalf.com forward slash, forward slash podcast. This is episode 63. And um, you can, you'll find right there a place to sign up for the classroom call. And that's it for now. I'm really excited. I can't wait to get live with you. It's going to be so cool because I love doing the podcast and I'm really happy to be offering this, but it's for the first 20. So it's first come, first serve. There will be a wait list um, and you can be sort of first on the next call. But, you know, uh, and if I have enough of you on the wait list, I might open up a second call. So just, you know, don't be too upset if you're on the wait list. Okay. Because I will see if I can open up another call. That's it for this week. Wow. It has been quite a month with the TED Talk and this whole month, the series of competition. And I'm really excited. I hope you guys are too. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you next month where we're going to be talking all month about self-awareness. So you want to key in for self-awareness month, which is next month, which is really such a big key in your relationship. That's it. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, as you already know, and I help people create lasting change in their relationships, even if their partner won't do a thing. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.